Hey everybody, this is episode 20 of Critical, the history of pro wrestling video games. I'm Mongo, joined as always by Liger Busa. How are you doing this week? I'm pretty good. Happy Easter. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I, I ordered Burger King uh, burgers for breakfast for Easter, and they are still not here yet, unfortunately. I had, um, I, I had Frosted Flakes and then decided to eat a bunch of chocolate, and I feel sick. <laughs> Well, the Frosted Flakes part of that doesn't sound bad. No, it was a bad idea. I don't know what I was thinking. Sugar Rush. Also, uh, this week... Just unrelated, I saw the Super oh, Mario God. Brothers movie last night, and I liked it a lot. I'm going to probably wait for that to hit Peacock. I, I saw the local theaters got it, but, like... And I've also heard, like, since they got bought out by one of, like, like a chain, they've, like, they ripped out all the shitty old seating and put new seats in. Yeah. I, I don't... I'd rather just like lay on my bed and watch a movie at this point. I get that. Yeah, I don't have to deal with the with all the bullshit. Um, that movie does look like a lot of fun, though. Oh yeah, so it, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. It's like a full nostalgia trip for any like old long time uh, Mario fans. Uh, this week we're talking about Wrestle Kingdom one and two, the PlayStation two version of Wrestle Kingdom one. Although I have played the 360 version and there's a whole uh a whole story behind that unfortunately we do have like one piece of news this week and and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna fucking go into a full rant i'm not gonna yell well i can't guarantee that lynch reborn and as always consider the fucking source but lynch was also the one that sniffed out the esrb stuff that ended up being verified by matt black and kenny omega (laughs) <laughs> so fair to say he might he might have a clue uh had mentioned that marketing was supposed to start recently for AEW fight forever and basically it's all on thq matt black and mike straw had both intimated on twitter they'd heard a specific release date but weren't going to say anything until they could 100 verify it and then Matt Black decided to fucking at Ziddy, who is the THQ Nordic community manager, and manages to say a whole lot without really saying anything of note. And essentially, they're still dragging out the the game's not done. It needs to be polished. Um, if we show stuff too early, it can ruin marketing and PR. My brother in Christ, what fucking marketing and PR? What What marketing and PR? They've done no marketing for this fucking game. They were announced as the publisher eight fucking months ago. What have they done? Brought the game to three fucking trade shows. Showed us, like, what? One actual trailer and, like, three character showcases. Wow. Mm-hmm. Tremendous marketing. And, he, and Ziddy's like, well, we don't want to show alpha or beta footage. If the game's fucking feature complete and core complete, it's not alpha or beta footage at this point, motherfucker. You could just show us the game. And I've, I've been saying this a lot recently. THQ Nordic are holding that game hostage. Why? I have no fucking clue. But imagine you take over the IP for THQ. You you have a fledgling studio and you, you scrounge up that money and you buy THQ. You buy the name rights to THQ and fucking... You, you have a wrestling game dropped into your lap. The one genre that the majority of people are going to associate with THQ. And you bungle the marketing of it this fucking badly. Imagine, imagine God forbid, Konami went under and we fucking somehow got the money to buy the Konami IP and we announced a fucking Metal Gear game. And like, after eight months, 
of having the Konami IP in the game announced, we'd shown this much. I'd mm-hmm. throw myself off a fucking bridge. I'd like this wrestling games are so simple to market because you don't have to build big elaborate trailers. People would be happy with like those fucking 30 second trailers if we got them every day and they didn't feature fu- or not even every day. Give me like two a week. And I'd feature like no real life footage. Just give me 30 seconds of gameplay. Fuck, I'll take a screenshot fucking gallery at this point. But there's there's no reason for it to be this bad. And I I don't care anymore. Like if the game comes out, the game comes out, I'll buy it and I'll play it and I'm sure it'll be good. My hype for this game's dead. I don't care. Yeah. Give give me a release date or don't. Who gives a fuck? I agree. I <laughs> it's it's funny that that's that's like the the only thing to talk about for this game, you know, the the lack of anything. Yeah, I'm. I, to me, it's just like, yeah. I I think I said it like episodes ago, but it's it's just like a done talking about it. I mean, because partly because there's nothing to talk about, um, and the other part's just frustration that the there's only nothing thing to talk, talk about, about is that there's nothing to talk about. Exactly, <laughs> you know. I don't know. I don't. I don't understand. I mean, we've heard from Tony Khan that the game's done. We've heard from Kenny Omega that the the game's done. Uh, multiple sources saying the game's finished, and then THQ keeps coming back and saying, "No, it's not." Well, which is it? You know, I I I don't know what to say anymore. It's re, it's re, it's beyond ridiculous. I mean, the fact that we've had two WWE games since this game was announced in itself is just so crazy. And I'd yeah. been saying all along, the worst thing they could do is give WWE and 2K one unobstructed swing at making a good game. They've yeah. given them two. Yeah. Yeah. Two. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand what is going on at THU. What a fumble. What an absolute fumble. Yeah. I, well, we're talking about a Ukes game or two of them, a pair of them this week, and I'd much rather talk about them because they don't necessarily make me angry. Uh, first up is Wrestle Kingdom, which is not named after a show. The show is named after the game, for anybody wondering. Xbox version launches in, I want to say December 05. I ended up getting a copy. So the game launched right before we moved to the house that I currently live in. I got my copy of the game like two weeks later. I was fortunate enough to go into Walmart and find the Elite 360, which was the one with the hard drive. Mom got it for me. And then I realized, oh, no, Wrestle Kingdom's region locked. I go on eBay to see if there's anybody that has a Japanese one that's willing to trade. Turns out there's a dude that lives two hours away in Indianapolis that was more than willing to make the trade. So we did the swap, and I spent the whole weekend playing Wrestle Kingdom. For anybody wondering, the 360 version and the PS2 version are like one-to-one in terms of features, except there's no online on PS2, and Kazuyuki Fujita has been replaced by Brock Lesnar and Giant Bernard, whose theme song is also background music from this game. Yeah, they liked it that much that they Um, said, hey, let's give it to him as his theme song. It's a fucking great song. Yeah, it's neat. And the Wrestle Kingdom song, too, is... Which they they ended up using for the show itself is a is a great song. Agreed. So for those who don't, don't know, I apologize. I'm eating breakfast while I do this. Um, these games run on a modified Day of Reckoning engine, and within that, both of these games are very different from one another. Wrestle Kingdom One is more 
it more closely resembles DOR, but they made a couple of changes to the controls. Obviously, it's different control scheme or different controllers for the 360 and PS2 than the GameCube. You no longer reverse with the shoulder buttons, the triggers. Strikes are reversed by pressing square or X on the 360. Grapples are reversed by pressing um, X on the PlayStation 2 or A on the 360. That took me like a weirdly long time to get used to originally playing the game and then going back to it recently to play it for this. Yeah. Like the muscle memory just wasn't there. There's two big additions to the game that change it to where it's like a completely different game than DOR. Uh, first is the, I don't even know what the, the actual name for the meter is. Somebody on fire pro club called it the stank meter. <laughs> it's basically hold R one and you'll do the Aki game, puff your chest out. Your opponent can hit you with strikes. It won't knock you down. It'll eat away at your meter and build up your spirit. Or you can hold R one to add some stank to moves that you're doing. Or if you get knocked down, you can hit the, R1 to immediately pop up and again it does add to your meter or for guys like Misawa, Kobashi uh, Kawada, Akiyama hold down R1 and then do your finisher and for Kobashi you'll do the burning hammer. I think Misawa's is the Tiger Driver 91 I want to say Akiyama's I think is the Sternest Dust Um, I think Kawada's just the the Gonzo Bomb, the Kawada Driver, whatever you want to call it the other thing is you um, there's a chain wrestling button mash mini game. Basically, you tilt the stick upward and your guy will get in like the grappler pose, like he's going for a knuckle lock. The AI obliges. You can do this as many times as you want in a match, but the first time is the most critical one. Pardon the expression. Uh, you button mash. It's a three phase mini game. Whoever wins that gets an automatic finisher. So you can you can win matches in this game inside of like a minute. Yep. Maybe a little bit more, uh, which makes this, I, I, I don't have an inherent issue with it, but like it does make matches way more of a race to the finish than they should be. Let me, let me ask you this. Do you find the strong grapple animations in these games to be like very awkward? Yeah. Like when you play the hockey games, there's an obvious indication when you're doing a strong grapple. I feel like in these games it's not as obvious. And even this, even with Dave Reckoning, like I was playing Dave Reckoning two recently, when I try to perform a move from a strong gap, grapple, I end up having to press the button several times because it doesn't seem like it reacts instantly. Like it, I have to, I'm like, am I gonna do the move? Am I gonna do the move? Am I gonna get reversed because it's not responding? It feels like it takes like a few good seconds for the game itself to respond to the move that I'm trying to do. Yeah, no, I noticed that. I also noticed the um, the PS2 version has a lot of slowdown that I mm. don't remember there being before. It's like very annoying in four man matches. Like it's very, in some instances, it's very no mercy, like annoying. Beyond that, like if you've played DOR, you know what to expect. It's Ux's kind of half take on the Aki engine while still trying to do the shit that like their games do, which I think works in Day of Reckoning and Day of Reckoning 2 because I played both of them recently. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I would say, like I, like I said, I've been playing Day of Reckoning 2 and I feel like it, it suits 
the WWE games a lot more than it does these games. Um, oh, fuck. I'm just going to get out and say it. I do not like the Wrestle Kingdom games. I don't hate them because they're not that much of a technical mess. Um, like, like Legends of Wrestling, for example, where I'm just going to shit all over it. I find these games to be very boring. And part of that reason is because the presentation, especially like the audio, is so lackluster. Um, and oh, one it's, and two, it's terrible. Yes, absolutely. Like the graphics, the, the character models in the arenas look great. Like even to this day, they look fantastic. But the audio, and keep in mind, these games are like you know around the same time frame, a few years later than the uh, King of Colosseum games. So, King of Colosseum. Um, you know, you get the typical, you know, Japanese fans uh, calling for their favorite wrestler, like Jono, Muto. And these games, the, the crowd calls are so lackluster. It sounds like they brought in a Yuke's employee over the weekend, and I was like, yeah, we need you to record audio. And they don't put anything into it. I remember um, one of the criticisms of King's Coliseum 2, and this is the same for, for Fire Pro World, is that when the audience gets to the next level, like you hear the audio switch. It's like someone's playing the next track on a playlist. Like you know instantly when the crowd's more excited. And that's true, you can notice it, but it does add to the matches to hear that crowd excitement. For the Wrestle Kingdom games, especially too, you have a meta that says the crowd's really into this match. The audio's not there. There's no like increasing crowd sound or anything. It's like um, sort of the stereotypical quiet, respectful Japanese crowds. And it doesn't make sense when you've got people like Chono and Muto going one-on-one. The audio is just not there. Like, the ring sounds don't sound very good. The background music is so generic and, and just, like, butt rock. Um, <laughs> it's it's it really it's really kind of painful, and it, it makes the game so boring. Like, if you're not bored by the gameplay, then the audio will, will take you there. And like I said, keep in mind, this is this is a few years past King of Colosseum, which had lively crowds that would chant along with the three count, which had Yoshinari Suji going crazy on commentary, which would have made sense to have him in the second King of Colosseum game when you've got so many legends in it, but there's no commentary at all. You've got the pretty generic-ass background music, which you take off, then you've only got the crowd audio, which is barely there. So there's like, it's just complete boredom and there's a complete lack of excitement in these games and that's yeah, no, like, I agree. I, that's one of my main issues with them it's very funny that like the spike games always get shit on for like how poor because like I I don't know how many times I've heard basically every commentary line in KOC 2 but I'd rather have that than like it, it's like whoever they had record crowd audio they gave them like a handful of Ambien beforehand mm-hmm. yeah they're just so disinterested. It's like a fucking. It's like a full sale crowd. Yeah, um, really. It's what it is. It's like the fucking impact zone. They they don't give a shit. Um, I will say for this game, uh, there is a dor esque. Um, it's called drama. It's basically career mode. Take a created wrestler through New Japan, All Japan. No, I think there's a freelance path. I've never fucked with it. I, I want to note you can lose. <clears throat> every match in this mode and then win the last match and you'll unlock whoever it is at the end. <laughs> like new Japan is Anoki, All Japan is Muta. 
Noah is Satoru Sayama for some reason, and Freelance is Tanahashi is the Masked Devilock. I have no idea why they did the mode this way. I also want to know, I'm going to read off the fucking roster because it is, this game has a nice little roster. If I'm being honest, let me, let me scroll down here a little bit. We'll talk about the, eh, fuck, I'll talk about the edit mode right now. Standard day of reckoning edit mode, but they have an AI logic option. And it's literally just the old SmackDown AI logic of like technical roughneck brawler high flyer. I think there's an option for sumo in there in case you wanted to make, you know, the next Takeshi Rikio. Uh, All right. So representing New Japan Pro Wrestling, Hama the Goat, (laughs) Hama the Goat. Um, Representing New Japan, we've got Masahiro Chono, Shinsuke Nakamura, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Masked Devilok, Hiroshi Tenzan, Yuji Nagata, Manabu Nakanishi, Tatsumi Fujinami, Jushin Thunder Liger, Tiger Mask 4, Koji Kanimoto, Minoru Tanaka, or rather just Minoru. But if I if I said Minoru, there's bound to be like one person that listens to this thinking I mean Suzuki. He makes yeah. no appearances in these games. Wataru Inoue, Jado Ghetto, Antonio Inoki, Satoru Sayama, Brock Lesnar, and Giant Bernard. Also, looking at this move list, I never knew this. Brock has the fucking shooting star press in this game. Oh, He's yeah. like a super finisher. Yep. Um, he also has the Brock lock, which I also did not know. Yeah. Um, for All Japan Pro Wrestling, we have Keiji Muto, the great Muto. Satoshi Kojima, Arashi, Taiokea, and Kaz Hayashi. That is it. That's Didn't all you Jamal get. in it? For All Japan. Uh, freelance in the PS2 oh, version. Oh, okay. Pro Wrestling Noah, you've got Misawa, Kobashi, Akiyama, Tawe, Rikyo, Morishima, Yoshinori Ogawa, Muhammad Yone, Naomichi Marafuji, Kenta, Yoshinobu Kanimara, Kanimaru, <clears throat> sorry, and Takashi Sugira. Uh, great little Noah roster. It's clear who the top two promotions in Japan are. Mm-hmm. You just look at this fucking roster. Um, freelancers, you have Yoshihiro Takayama, who actually returned four days before the PlayStation 2 version of this game launched. Uh, Toshiaki Kawada, Tenyu, Kensuke Sasaki, Choshu, Kazunari Murakami. The final video game appearance until Fire Pro World of Katsuyori Shibata. Shinya Hashimoto. Osama Nishimura and Jamal, who by this point was already on WWE television again as Umaga. This is a fantastic fucking roster. Like, top to bottom, this is great. And also, as I said earlier, in the 360 version, Jamal's in All Japan, and the New Japan roster has Kazuyuki Fujita in place of Giant Bernard and Brock Lesnar. Right, um, I, I guess he just moved types, to, to freelance because he was gone from Old Japan at that point. That's That's always kind of been my operating theory. Yeah. Um, it's also such like a weird thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. Who gives a fuck? Um, I want to say when I played through drama mode in high school, I still fought him in the all Japan path, but also like you're asking me to recall something or I'm asking me to recall something from almost 17 years ago. And I don't have, I don't, I remember a lot of things from 2006 who I fought when I played through Wrestle Kingdom's All Japan Path to Unlock the Great Muda is not one of them. <laughs> the drama mode, obviously, it's all in Japanese. I have no clue what the fuck's being said. I just would lose matches by count out. <laughs> Once I figured out you could cheese it, I was just like, oh, I get counted out. It's fine. Match type wise, very much standard Japanese wrestling game. You're not going to have like death matches or whatever. It's like single tag handicap 
triple threat match, four way match, that sweet five on five shit they used to do in the eighties. And then um, they have a slobber knocker match in this game, but it's not called slobber knocker. Obviously, it's called like gauntlet or mm. some shit. But they give you, I want to say, twenty or thirty minutes, and you um, you fight through as many people as you can. I've only played it once. I have no real memory other than like, oh, wow, they have a fucking slobber knocker match in this game. Um, I've, I've finally, th- I think playing these games again, I figured out why I don't like these as much as Day of Reckoning. I can play, and I'm not, I'm not saying these are bad games. I like these games. Also, everything my co-host said is valid about the presentation. Uh, it's, it is a very, it's a very boring take on Japanese wrestling. But playing DOR 1 and 2 again and then playing these two games, I was just like, it's cool that these exist, but if I wanted to play as Kobashi, I have King of Coliseum. Exactly. I have VPW. I have All-Star Pro Wrestling. I can just play as these guys. Like, if I wanted to play an Aki-style game with Kobashi, I have that. Mm -hmm. He's literally in VPW 2. I think Wrestle Kingdom 2, which we'll talk about in a moment, has a little bit more novelty value just based on the Legends roster and the number of guys that we're just never going to get again. But I don't know. Uh, I should probably note this. The arenas in the game, there's um, Nippon Budokan, Korokan Hall, Tokyo Dome, Ryugoku. Uh, there's like a dojo arena as well. I think that's it. I think it's just the five for this one. Um, so. The Budokan setup is just Pro Wrestling Noah's setup from 2006. If you switch it to New Japan or All Japan, instead of the like banners on each side of the entrance having the NOAA logo, they'll just have the New Japan or All Japan logos. It's very... yeah. It all, doesn't it all um, seem kind of like... That shit seem kind of like lame and lazy once once you've played King of Coliseum 2 when you have like... The ability, the ability to have stages or not have stages depending on how you want to set it up in the promotion like and, and all that stuff. I mean... I hate like keep comparing it to to King of Coliseum too, but I mean it came out a few years early and it, it's like one of the best wrestling games of all time. And there's there's to me there's nothing else on the PS2 that comes close really. I will say this, however, I think Corican Hall looks much better in this game than in KFC2. Oh, yeah, like the arenas in this game look top notch, and like I said before, the character models as well are fantastic. Like they look great. Um, the the entrance the the walk to the ring is like a bit weird like they all look like they've kind of cropped their pants reminds me of like the the entrances in like Pride FC on the PS2. I mean, if we're being fair though, walking around like you got a big ass doo doo in your tights is accurate for like Kensuke Sasaki. That's true. So when I when I bought this game originally, I can't remember I got it from like Yes Asia or something like that. I played this for a few days and then sold it on eBay very quickly, and uh, I. Yeah, I haven't liked this game since its release. It's it's just not for me. Like I I can't get over how boring it is. <laughs> I I don't hate this game. I think just based on the engine that it's using, I can't say it's mechanically bad. It's just it's no it's not interesting beyond playing a couple of matches and going, oh, this is what it would be like if I just had Kenta and Day of Reckoning, or like. This is what it would be like if instead of Hashimoto's moveset being a day of reckoning, I just had Hashimoto. It's I, more an interesting idea than a good game. 
Yeah, I've heard it's like the top rated game amongst um, Insomniacs. So better than any melatonin you can take. Just play Wrestle Kingdom and you'll be out like a light. I don't know about that. My friend and I, the weekend I got the 360 version. We had a four-way match where I played as Kente, he played as Liger, and we wrestled Kanimoto and Tiger Mask 4. 30-minute Broadway. Incredible. I had um, a long... Going into the... Four-way match last night, and I was like, is this ever going to end? And it did eventually, because I didn't kick out. Going into the first Wrestle Kingdom, I actually played Mudo and Chono versus Tenkoji against the AI. 30 minutes legit. It was fantastic. Those are the only matches I've ever had in this game that went longer than like four minutes. But yeah, like Wrestle Kingdom is one, especially is more like an it's an interesting idea more than a good game or a great game. I've seen people hold these up as being like, I've seen people say these are better than All Star. No, they're not. Uh, Animations um, alone, like they don't belong in the conversation with KOC. No, like also the the moves I feel like lack impact. And a lot of the animations in this game I do not like. They just feel sort of wonky. And I, if like also processing games as well, they also suffer from like not great audio because a lot of the matches in those games are like just one person shouting out someone's name. The animations are top of the top notch, and in my opinion, a lot better than these games. So I'd rather play them. And then you've got the whole like rush system, so there's more drama in those matches. As opposed to Wrestle Kingdom? Like I said, you can literally just do chain wrestling, hit your finish three times and win a match. Yeah. They do fix that to an extent in the sequel, which is Wrestle Kingdom 2 Pro Wrestling Seikai Tyson. <clears throat> Didn't have to game facts that. I just remembered the title, I swear. I translates to Pro Wrestling World War. This game has an insane cover. It's like just a giant, like. VPW2 style cover in the sense that it's like all artwork and it's basically, it's not even the entire Legends roster, there's that many fucking Legends in this game. Do you remember you might not, on Fire Pro Club somebody actually mentioned they knew the person who did like the artwork for the cover of the game. I remember And nobody fucking believed him about like all of the Legends that were going to be in the game and then like the next website update, it was like, boom, there they are. Yeah, I actually do remember that surprisingly. Yeah, the, I, I thought that was so fucking funny. <laughs> the roster's like unbelievable. Um, I do wish there was like alternate attires for some members of the roster because I feel like some of the ones that they went with are a bit odd or not what I would would have gone with. So I would have liked to have that option. But um, I, I, I guess you I agree. Well, roster. Am I gonna have to weigh back the roster for this game? I am. Goddamn, pal. Um, <laughs> I was I was gonna recite it from memory, but there's. Oh, no, thank God. There's somebody who actually did the work for me. Cool. So for... We'll lead off the roster because the roster's huge. Uh, New Japan, you've got Chono. You've got uh, Tenzan, Yuji Nagata, Manabu Nakanishi, Shinsuke Nakamura, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Naofumi Yamamoto, also known as Yoshitatsu, uh, Giant Bernard, Riki Choshu, Ryusuke Taguchi, Wataru Inoue, Gato, Jado, gives a fuck, uh, Tiger Mask 4, Minoru Tanaka. Uh, Koji Kanimoto, Jushin Thunder Liger. For all Japan, you have Keiji Muto, Satoshi Kojima, Taiokea, Taru, Suwama, Great Muda, Nosawa, Taka, uh, Brother Yashi, Shuji Kondo, Kaz Hayashi, Masanobu Fuchi, 
And by the way, Taru, Suama, Yashi, Kondo, that means the motherfucking voodoo murders are in this game. Yeah. Their only appearance ever in a video game. No, it's not. They're in Fire Pro R. The only appearance of like Kondo as a voodoo murder, possibly, though. No, he's in Fire Pro R, isn't he? Either way, we have Suama with the dog dick red hair in this game. He doesn't have that's, his... That's significant. His white zombie theme song, though, which is disappointing. But what can you do? Pro Wrestling Noah is not in this game, uh, which probably is in service to why there's such a big Legends roster. They is some dispute between New Japan and Noah because New Japan didn't want to join the GPWA, which was Misawa's attempt at a unified like body of promotions that all work together. Yeah. Uh, so we don't get them. Freelance is represented by Kensuke Sasaki, Yoshihiro Takayama, Toshiaki Kawada. Genichio Tenyu, uh, Tatsumi Fujinami, Yoshiaki Fujiwara, Osamu Nishimura, Kazunari Murakami, Akebono, Katsuhiko Nakajima, Milano Collection AT, Tajiri, and for some reason not in the Legends uh, folder is Hayabusa. I actually remember the night they revealed Hayabusa for this game. It was the second Samoa Joe Kurt Angle match in TNA. I was on the phone with one of my friends who will listen to this, and he might also remember this. But he was like, yeah, man, that match sucked. I'm going to bed. And I'm like, that was better than the first match. He's like, yeah, whatever. I'm going to bed. I got school tomorrow. And I was like, right, whatever. Talk to you later. Literally hung up, went to check the Wrestle Kingdom 2 website to see if they'd updated. And there's Onita and Hayabusa. Spoiler alert, Onita's in the game. And the friend in question is like a huge FMW fan. So I'm like dialing his phone and like it immediately goes to voicemail. And I'm like, I don't want to leave a motherfucker voicemail about this. So I just like caps locked him on fucking MSN because I knew he'd check it the next morning. I sent him the pictures and everything. I was, I was like, I was more excited for his reaction to it than I was to actually have these guys, but very cool. The high boosts in the game. And now for the legends roster, this is, this is a whopper. We got Antonio Inoki, Jumbo Saruna, Kira Maeda, Masakatsu Funaki, Atsushi Onida, uh, Satoru Sayama, original Tiger Mask, um, Destroyer, Dick motherfucking Murdoch, Terry Gordy, Steve Williams, Tiger Jeet Singh, The Sheik, Abdullah the Butcher, Dory Funk Jr., Terry Funk, Vader, Stan Hansen, Shinya Hashimoto. There's also alternate classic unlockable versions of, there's two for Muda, one of which is like 90s New Japan in the red, the other is just his Wrestle Kingdom 1 model, which is like the Darkness Dragon, the green mask. Um, there's classic Chono and then there's 20th anniversary Chono, which I'm pretty sure is just his Wrestle Kingdom one model. Um, there's a classic Nakamura, which I think is just him in long tights. The default models, him in biker shorts, mask devil locks and unlockable the creator wrestler, or I'm sorry, edit mode dummies are unlockables. Akira Hokuto is an unlockable. Am I missing any? Oh, uh, white and red Jushin Thunder Liger. Is right. in the game too, and it's the only version of my reuse at this point. Great roster, like, yeah, all time great roster. Yeah, and, and um, as I said, as far I, as I, I wish there was there was alts because you've got like Abdullah the Butcher and his like classic eighties look with the white pants. I wish I had like a later version of like the red pants or like black and and Ter- Terry Funk. Terry Funk, you've got the classic look with his with his blue tights and his tag team and with Dory. And I wish they had like the the striped uh, pants, like FMW or ECW. And and, and also, I, I actually prefer the version we got in the game, just because like you don't really get this version of Terry ever, right? Unless it's an alternate attire of like old man Terry. But I wish too that they had like classic rings because you've got like these 
classic old Japan guys, and they've only got like a modernized old Japan ring in the game. Yeah. They don't have like the split red and blue. So that would have been that would have been cool. I mean, like again, King of Coliseum's got that. So there's no UWF ring. There's no FMW no. ring. There's no death matches. Why the fuck is Onita in the game? Yeah, it, it's really weird um, to have like Onita and Hayabusa and not have any like you know bootleg FMW. Also, Onita, they've got the the classic uh, tank top and and blue trunks, and I would have liked to have seen like the um, late FMW New Japan Onita. The Mr. Well. Liar run. Yes. Yeah. That that always confused me too. I never understood why that was the version of Onita that we got. So this game has actually like two main single player modes. There's the title mode where you go through like a tournament. Either uh, if you play the heavyweight title in New Japan, it's the G1. All Japan is Champion Carnival. Um, at the end, you fight for the belt or belts in the case of Triple Crown. And once you win the titles, your character carries them out in exhibition mode, which I thought was really cool. It's a nice touch. Yeah. Um, White and Red Liger is my forever IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. The other mode is campaign mode, which was a very cool idea that I've never, I've never like fully completed. Basically, it's. You know what it is? It's my faction mode without the microtransactions. <laughs> it's basically a card battle mode. You can equip like certain characters will be able to equip things like you can't grapple them or you can't reverse them, which towards the end of campaign mode, there's like a bunch of matches that are like complete fucking bullshit. Let's see if Gerald NG actually mentions these in his guide because there's a couple of them i don't oh my god they're both there so there's one where you have to fight suama and Ashik in a hardcore match and you can't fucking grapple them and yeah, i think they can use weapons but you can't oh that that sounds like um, and hell yeah it's it's very much like patterson and briscoe and the fucking the friendly tap and no mercy yeah it's it's every bit the APA in the parking lot if you can't get to the fucking door. It not fun. The other one, and this is the final, like the final boss fight fitting, and I didn't mention he's in the game. They have a young Antonio Inoki, which is like 70s Inoki with like the fucking cool guy hair, the jaw is like impeccable, <laughs> the chin rather. And it's a shoot rules match or shoot style match. This I I, so when I say I never beat this mode, I never beat this match. And uh, looking at Gerald NG's guide that's on GameFAQs right now, I'm pretty sure like I, I referred to this to um, to uh, to beat him. I also did not realize, I guess at the time, he has a Technique Max card equipped, which is also probably why he submits everybody like super quickly. Yeah. Um. I, I ended up beating this because he mentions here you can make him lose the points quickly via like rope break. <clears throat> I want to say I used Fujiwara and I never did it. But you can beat him doing the uh, the rope break shit because I've seen it. Like somebody had a video on it on YouTube. I have CTE. It's fine. Um, you can beat him though. It's just you have 30 minutes and good luck. He's also the best character in the game. That should be noted. 
not because I'm biased, but like you, you can just KO people easily with them. Uh, should we talk about yeah, the game? We should talk about the gameplay being changed. Uh, the spirit meter is gone. Uh, you have this little meter with like 10 little balls that fill up progressively. Think like uh, finisher stocks in the SmackDown games. You can burn one of these little Powerball gimmicks for like a reversal or to like kick out. I've seen the AI do that. I don't know how to do it. You can exchange five of them to activate a special state, which has like a little anime cutscene thing going on. No idea what that's about. Um, the stank meter's gone. The instant finisher chain wrestling is gone. But there is a new gimmick with the right stick where like you can get into like a strike exchange, which wouldn't that have been nice to have had in Wrestle Kingdom 1 with Kensuke and Kobashi, given that they're literally on the fucking cover of the PS2 version? Yeah, would have made a lot of sense, wouldn't it? Yeah, the button mash uh, thing is also there. There's also a really cool like chain wrestling that if you've played the 2K games, the rock, paper, scissors thing, it that, that originates in Wrestle Kingdom 2. And then I don't remember what the fourth option on the fucking analog stick is because I don't think I ever used it because it must not have been particularly enticing. Or I did use it, and I just don't remember. Um, I did just have a senior moment about beating fucking Young and Oki, and I know for a fact I didn't. I had to use some. I had to go on Game Facts and get a save just to fucking have him unlocked. Yes. Yeah, but silver lining to that is every time I had a friend over to fucking play video games, pop Wrestle Kingdom two in, and just pick Young and Oki because I'm an asshole. Also, once I figured out how cheesy Jumbo was in Fire Pro R, he became my go-to playing against other people. Oh, you're in medium damage. Let me let me front grapple, right circle you until fucking the word critical pops up on the screen. Just jumbo. Even, jumbo. Does jumbo even have an oh taunt in this game? Does he even see it? You know, I have no idea. Yeah, I can't remember. Like, I wonder if Hansel um, goes wee. Because those are like personality traits. They should be in. I will say I. I like that the entrances are different in like Ryo Goku and Tokyo. Uh, I was about to say, I was about to say Tokyo Pro Hall, on Cork and Hall. <laughs> Tokyo Pro never ran Cork and Hall. They only ran fucking Ryo Goku, and they lost their ass on those. But like, in the arenas where like the fans are that close, shouldn't Hanson come out swinging the fucking yeah, gimmick instead of yeah, just like doing should. the duty walk through the fans? Beat the shit out of everybody. Um. I, I also we should note Vader is not based on classic Vader. He's based on like his at the time recent ish appearances in like all Japan and Wrestleland for New Japan. Yeah. Yeah, he's got the, the more modernized like it is not, helmet. Yeah, it's like the bull helmet, basically. Yeah. And uh the gear looks way more like the Noah gear than I, I mean, maybe maybe they didn't want to do like actual classic Vader, but fuck them, they should have done actual classic Vader. Um, you know what's crazy? They reused some of his animations in fucking uh, SmackDown vs. Raw 09 when Vader's DLC. Oh yeah, no doubt. Like, there's there's a few of his Wrestle Kingdom animations, like the uh, Vader hammers. Those are in. Yeah, it's there. Why not? I mean, makes sense. Why didn't they just carry over all the animations and give us a fucking giant move list to pick from and those shitty fucking SmackDown games? Oh, you're anyway, asking for too um, much. I ask for too much of everything all the time. That's the problem in my life. I don't think any of these gameplay changes make the gameplay better. I wish it just played like the first game mm. to an extent. Also, it should be noted, playing playing this game again 
the default camera angle is the fire pro camera angle which i did not know until a few years ago is also in day of reckoning 2 you just have to go choose it in the options this is like so disorienting because it doesn't this this gameplay does not suit the isometric camera view, so no. I had to change it to like the default DOR two yeah, camera view, well. which I know makes me like a super baby, but that's that's fine by me. Um, arenas in this game essentially the same, but there's a USA arena which doesn't look like anything in particular. <laughs> you still have Ryogoku, you still have Korok, and you still have Tokyo Dome, you still have Budokan. Uh, Cork, and because it's this era, uh, there's a giant fucking video screen in the crowd <laughs> in place of where people would be because it's that era. It's in there's there's one um, in like in Rio Goku too, and it looks just like somebody's like giant ass old TV that they just set up in the middle of the crowd. Yeah, well, that's New Japan in that era was doing a lot of real weird shit with the production. Yeah, in Rio Goku to kind of obfuscate that they didn't have i don't even know if obfuscate's the correct word i don't care i like that word it's funny um to to cover up for the fact that there's like not as many people there Mm. and i could go into a big rant about like 07 08 new japan's business woes have nothing to do with anoki y'all need to get the fuck over yourselves but i'm not gonna do it um one roster omission that i've always thought was really really strange is togi makabe especially in 07 when he has that like super bloodbath with nagata like a month and a half after this game comes out which right. by the way it's on new japan world watch it i actually have uh, a blu-ray iwgp complete box with that match in hd the first time i saw that makabe and nagata match it was on like a butthole quality wmv and it looked like a snuff film it was one of the greatest matches i'd ever seen i got the makabe 20th anniversary dvd watched it in dvd quality it was fantastic it was even even better seeing that match in hd is like a goddamn religious experience I don't know that New Japan World has it in 1080p. It might be in 720. Either way, it's a ridiculous bloodbath. Very much worth checking out. Another omission, especially because I think he was Triple Crown Champion when this game came out, is uh, fucking Minoru Suzuki. Mm, yeah, definitely. Maybe maybe he would have commanded too much money. On the Legends end, I'm really shocked. Uh, there was a pre-order disc that I got that had like footage of matches featuring some of the legends in the game. There was Hayabusa versus Liger from the 94 Super J Cup. And one of the matches was Inoki versus Andre. And I, to this day, am still surprised they did not get Andre or try to. I know that Ryan CE, shout outs to him, no idea what that guy's up to now, um, pointed out that it was surprising they didn't get Brody or Hulk Hogan. Yeah, Brody seemed like a, a given. Maybe, maybe they just didn't have a way to contact uh, Barbara Goodish. Or actually, no, you know what? At the time, he had a WWE Legends deal. Because fucking everybody did. But so did Terry Funk, so what the fuck? Was Hogan rumored for this game? I want to say he was. I feel like he was, There's no reason for somebody to point out how disappointing it was he wasn't in the game. Unless, like, that was, like, a rumor. And I don't remember where that rumor started. But, uh... Hulk being in this game, especially if it was like 80s Hulk, would have been fucking fantastic. It wouldn't have made it wouldn't have solved like the gameplay problems or whatever, no. but it would have given us another really cool legend to play as. Yeah. Which as we've learned from the WWE games, if you just throw enough legends in front of dumb motherfuckers like me, I t- I tolerate your game for a little bit longer than I I probably would have otherwise. <laughs> I I love Wrestle Kingdom 2's roster. I'm not a super big fan of the gameplay. I think if you were going to do a game that was this much 
that relied this much on nostalgia, you could have probably fucking went a little bit further. Like to your point about the classic rings, no reason not to have those in. There's a fucking mask Devilock ring in the game. You you want to tell me why you can't have a goddamn New Japan from the seventies ring to accommodate these guys, or an All Japan ring from the eighties? Makes it, no sense. Yeah, I, I have to see King of Coliseum too again because they've got those rings in the in those games, and it's like they didn't have a lot of those rest uh, legends in King of Coliseum too. Obviously, edits are not you know um, licensed on disc. And in this game, they have them licensed, but they don't go all the way. They're missing those rings and and the atmosphere that you want, and that's just super disappointing. Yeah, that's it's a good way to sum up K- uh, not KOC. It's not a good way to sum up KOC. It's a good way to sum up Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, disappointing. Yeah. Because my my memory of both of these games was that they were much better than they were, and at the end, like I said, Wrestle Kingdom One is an interesting game for like two or three matches until it's like, okay, I get it. Wrestle Kingdom 2 is one of those games where I love the roster and I can probably tolerate it a little bit longer than I can tolerate one, but it's not very long before I'm just like, okay, cool. I I played as licensed Terry Funk. Now I'm going to play as fake Terry Funk and, you know, like Fire Pro or KOC. Yeah, or Virtual Pro. I mean, you've got a lot of the same legends in Virtual Pro that, again, aren't licensed but are unlockables and and um, they're fantastic in that game, so I, I would much more rather play them in Virtual Pro, Virtual Pro Two. Very interesting that this is the only licensed appearance of Dick Murdoch. And um, I, I know I went off on Rick Steiner on the last episode for being a piece of shit. I we we know we know the stories of Dick Murdoch and the people he's purported to have hung out with, and I have no reason to not believe all of the old wrestlers that talked about dickie murdoch having a fucking kkk membership card he's also a dude that apparently stood up for a lot of minorities in the business so like i think it was bix that said a bigotry doesn't always make sense Mm. and uh yeah not not a not a good person but also it's wrestling it's the garbage business maybe also too he was the lead of the killer call croup fan club maybe that's the kkk he was a part of um, nobody's well, he, he was friends with Killer Carl Cox. Yeah, well, there you go. That's where um, he got the brain buster from. It, so. but, but, but speaking of like licenses appearances, it's also the only licensed appearance of Hayabusa, which is it's funny in a way because for That's years, right, yeah. it feels like the test for creator wrestler for Japanese wrestling games was Hayabusa. Like, I remember the only creation I saw from, or maybe the only two I saw from like uh, Tokon Ratsun 3 back in the day was like Hayabusa and Hulk Hogan. Um, All-Star Pro Wrestling 3, one of the first creations you saw for that game. I think maybe it was in the, even the intro was Hayabusa. Um, yeah, he was definitely the test for like all the Japanese wrestling games. Like, can you create Hayabusa? Yeah, okay. So for, to him to finally be in a licensed game was, was pretty cool. Yeah, it's he's a lot of fun to play as, too. I've used him a couple of times. I, I wish... But again, the aforementioned FMW fan friend is going to appreciate this. I wish he wasn't in the red. I get that that's like everybody's default um, Hayabusa gear, but it's kind of like Ultimate Warrior in the WrestleMania 6 attire where it's like, yeah, I get it. It's memorable. Can we get him in fucking blue? Yeah. Can we get him in the fucking white or the purple, please? I like that in... um. But I'm just... 
in uh, a virtual pro wrestling too. They had his like weekly pro Falcon that attire that he wore once. That that weekly pro sponsored attire, which was completely out there and completely yeah. different. What yeah, yeah, Melon Brand pointed that out. Yeah, that that's really cool. And they had like the dark side Hayabusa and obviously the Ganosuke Hayabusa as well. Yeah, shout outs to Hayabusa. I think. No, you know what? I don't need people in in my mentions if I if I say that I think Hayabusa is a tad wee bit overrated. But I understand why so many people love him. I just as somebody who's know, named when I, after when him, I your greatest Japanese wrestler of all time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. as somebody that that's username is is part Hayabusa. I, um. I, I do tend to agree that maybe in the, the grand scheme of things, he was, was overrated as a wrestler, um, but still legend. I mean, legendary, iconic appearance. Yeah, and absolutely. Yeah, just in, in an all-time great, as, as far as just, like, presence, I would see. There's a DVD of, like, his All Japan run, and it's almost every single match complete except for, like, one, I want to say. And you watch that, and he's he's so fucking good in All Japan. I wish he just, I, I wish he left FMW to go to All Japan because he yeah. he has like no bad matches in All Japan. Shoutouts to the fucking '97 Tag League. Not, I'm not talking about like the injury here, but like FMW did him no favors in the end. I mean, he was was kind of treated like shit with Onita coming back and and wanting a spot back yeah. and shit. So fucking Mister Liar, it. bro. He didn't deserve the FMW didn't uh, appreciate the loyalty loyalty that Hayabusa had for them. No, no, they didn't. He should have did what Tanaka did and said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go do minimal effort matches in America." (laughs) (laughs) Shout outs to Masato Tanaka, one of my all time favorites. Um, He rules. These games, however, are not two of my all time favorites. They're they're perfectly fine. They'll get put back on the shelf and not touched for a few years. It's okay. That's how it happens. Yeah, they'll go on with the Ark of the Covenant. Um, we, we do have figure talk. Oh, yeah. To, I guess, cover. The, uh, uh, there were more reveals <laughs> on WrestleMania Sunday. I was just going to say the great Men on a Mission um, War of 2023. The what? The Men on a Mission War of 2023. It's crazy. I, I don't know if you saw, but like, Chella showed off, or Epic Toy showed off their more now. After um, Hastel showed off their Mabel, and they're both making Mo and Mabel. It's so fucking crazy. Oh, God. I I saw the prototype of the Wrestle Something Wrestlers, which horrible name for a line. Yeah. Um, Cole Cabana, and I... That looks strange. I, I've probably said this a number of times on this podcast, but I will continue saying it, because fuck it. We've hit a point where, like, there's too many of these fucking retro lines. Mm-hmm. I wish and it was, like... I don't... Sorry, go on. I, I, I don't care if you like Cole Cabana or not. He shares a bank account with his mother. I had to get that in. I'm sorry. Um, I don't... I don't know who the fuck the audience is for a... It, it doesn't even look like a Hasbro-style figure. It looks like... It just looks like a Cartoon Network toy that you would have seen shoved out in like the early 2000s. Yeah. And so does the Chelsea Green. And I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to knock figure collections because I do think the bone crushing wrestlers are fucking phenomenal. But I don't know. 
if if you could have maintained a relationship with the sculptor that does the epic toys cello whatever you want to call them maybe you should have done that i don't know um i saw the rest of the series one lineup for those and they're charging the same price for those that they are the bcw figures hmm. i yeah good luck did you see the uh, epic toys eddie guerrero they showed off that prototype again because I remember they showed it once. I did not... I think they only showed, like, the sketch before. Like, this is the first time they actually showed the actual figure. No, 100% they've shown the figure before. Oh, okay. I don't remember them showing that. I just remember seeing the sketch. It was like, um... Okay, now, now I'm doubting myself. I'm almost certain they've shown the figure. But it's it's Halloween Havoc 97, unless they've... Yeah. No, it is, yeah. They've changed it. But it looks neat. And it's also using, like, the... The Randy Savage body is a base. Yeah. The Randy Savage number one. Um, a cool figure. I, uh, oh yeah, here it is. It was shown, uh, let me see if I can find the date. Uh, actually on Halloween. Oh, okay. I don't remember seeing it. I just remember seeing the sketches, but, uh, yeah, I think it looks neat. And I like their, um, I mean, we, we talked about it over Discord, but their demolition. Um, not a huge fan of them. Yeah, like, those look those look cool. They do, and not a huge fan of like the the masks being um different magnetized heads, but the figures themselves look good. So yeah, I part of me understands that like if they did the masks, people would like them as like because people people are people and they're often shitty yes they would fucking boot like them as like the hasbro masks hasbro originals, like i'm gonna pay yeah. 60 dollars for this two-pack and and fucking turn around and try to flip these on ebay for like 100 or 200 dollars because i'm a fucking dickhead and nobody loves me kind of shit yeah that would happen for sure i i will say i i saw some discussion that the arms being basically mirrored on the two of them feels really lazy. I would go a step further and say that while I like these, I kind of hate that they have the same general body. They they are they are different like dudes in terms of like body composition. Billy Billy's a little bit thicker than Barry Darso. Yeah, he's a thick Not even a little, he's he's like a lot bigger than Barry Darso. And I but also, also think like, like I dig the face paint. Yeah. And I think like maybe the the reason why they have the same bodies and they're in entrance gear is a way to them like cover up, covering yeah. up having to make um, Barry Dawson's like tattoo and stuff like that. Yeah, it it I I don't know. I like the face paint though because silver and black demolition axe has only been done one time. Classic Superstars fourteen. Yeah, and we've never had red and yellow face paint smash. The red face paint smash in the classics line was actually um, red and black. So when did they get crush? And the well, Brian Clark apparently fucking owns the trademark for Brian Adams. So isn't that interesting? That guy seems to know what he's doing. I mean, he got the the old Japan titles too. Yeah. Yeah, and we, it, we we gotta hope that fucking holds and it's, up. It, it seems like everything that that he's had made is like, you know, some of the best stuff they've made, whether it be as retro or as bone crunching. Maybe everyone should the sign. The BCW with, figure of him is tremendous. Everyone should just sign with with uh with Brian Clark, and then he'll get like quality products. Like I'm I'm looking at the the Brian Clark right now. It is 
it's great. They really they killed it with this one. I love the BWO Mini too. Yeah, they're really good. I will say, I don't remember if I noted this the week that I got them, but the packaging is slightly too big to fit in the Beast Wars Transformers protectors that um, BCA Series 1 fits in, which is mm-hmm. a little bit of a bummer. Kind of wanted to keep those um, on card, but they showed off um, the Ultimo and Sunny 2-pack, like a packaging mock-up of yeah, it. Yeah, I saw that. It looks like the 2-packs are going to be more like the old uh, box sets, which I have zero problem with. That's cool. Yeah. I would I would like to know when I can give them money for Ultimo Dragon. Do you think that'll be the next one that Mattel goes after, like the bone crunching? I kind of hope not. Um, and, and my reasoning is, is a little weird. Those were toys that I had when I was a kid. I, I should have more nostalgia for those than I do the Hasbros, but I don't. Hmm. Um. It's such a... I feel like if Mattel did it, they'd do it like those stupid Bend and Bash figures. Like, it would be, like, overly gimmicky. It would be, like, one of those, like, throwaway toy lines that you see at, like, like, fucking Marshalls or, like, TJ Maxx or some shit like that. Yeah. Did you see their um, retro Randy, Wendy Richter and Hulk Hogan? Yeah, so I guess the the four pack for early next year is going to be rock and wrestling themed. That's pretty cool. I mean, I don't know about the figures. Which, I think the 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 prototype of Hogan, just on first impression, did not look. I don't know. Why do we need Hogan? Why do we need eighties Hogan? We literally have fucking I mean, Hulk rules Hulk and Hasbro Series One. I, I saw someone at wrestle uh, wrestling figs that was like, "When are they going to make Hogan?" And the, I don't know. We don't need them, but it's always expected that if you do these new lines or the recreations of old lines, that you include Hulk Hogan. I want. Oh, that. he is the Hulkster. Where's my um, Where's my Tito Santana? Where's my Rick Martel? Well, we already had Rick Martel, but we didn't get a proper Tito. We didn't get Strike Force. Give me Strike Force. Damn it! My big thing with that Hogan was like, it goes back to what I've said on on podcast and twitter and even wrestling figs and instagram a million times the hasbro figures and i get that these aren't meant to look like hasbros but they are meant to be an homage to the hasbros and when i see something that looks like that hogan in particular where it's so cartoonishly big Hmm. i just uh... Do you think... Um, I, I don't even like it on the NWO Hogan that they're doing. I think that looks... I mean, I... No. I don't know. If I buy any of those NWO retros, it's probably just going to be Hall and Nash. So, with Hogan and... it's Hall and Nash. Hogan and Wendy Richter, I mean, they just showed... They showed off uh, Lou Albano as one of the WWE Superstars line, so I can see him being in the retro as well, as mm. part of the, the four-pack. I, I don't know oh. who fills out the last slot. Maybe Paul Londorf? So since you mentioned uh, Albano, have you heard the rumor for what the Comic-Con exclusive is going to be? No. Uh, Coliseum Collection, Cindy Lauper, and Captain Lou. Oh, shit. The rumor. And shit. I love wrestling figs unconditionally because of shit like this. Is Cindy Lauper a big enough name to be a Comic-Con oh, exclusive? They did the same shit three They did the same shit 3 years ago about Mr. T and the same shit 2 years ago about Sergeant fucking Slaughter. 
both of which sold out like super quickly. And I'm actually fortunate enough. I not only got an order in for Sarge, I have the black card variant. Oh, nice. So that's, yeah, that's dope. I need to get the no holds barred two pack. If anybody out there has one that they want to part with for less than like 150 bucks, hit me up. People I'd have been like uh, wanting like Cindy Lauper in the Hall of Fame for years, so I think any Cindy Lauper WWE merchandise would wouldn't have a problem selling. Also, like no, and also like Comic Con oh, no, no. exclusives as as you know the the entire like idea of them that they sell out anyway. And the Comic Con exclusives are always things that are meant to like resonate more with like the greater scope of pop culture, which is yeah. why they did Mister T. Exactly. Which is why they did Sergeant Slaughter. Um, I mean, maybe No Holds Barred doesn't resonate. I mean, like, I don't, th- I don't think there's like any '80s kids reverence for that movie. I'm a '90s kid, and that's like my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> but uh, I is granted that's just the rumor. We'll see. Come you know, like late June when they reveal all well, the stuff. If if it does end up doing being true, then maybe the, the retro set will be like Hogan, Albano, Cindy Lauper, and Wendy Richter. I could see that. That would be very cool. On note of the superstars, you mentioned Captain Lou. Uh, there's another big boy coming in the form of Vader, and it is early 1993 WCW White Castle of Fear Vader. Yeah, yeah. Um, he actually comes with three sets of hands, one of which is bare, so you can take the gloves off. You can take the little wrist part for the glove off. And it's white wrist tape. It's basically UWFI Vader, but he has a mask on. Or like Saturday night, don't care enough to put the gloves on, Vader. They should have. You should have. Um, it should come uh, up with Cheatham. What now? Cheatham. I I gotta be honest with you. I did not remember his name. Yeah, because I remembered it because it used to be in. They used to like um, talk a lot about him on uh, on WrestleCraft back in the day, and the, the the White Castle and the the. Um, Bash at the beach skit they did with him as well. He blew up the board. Yeah, I've been to White correctly. Castle a couple of times. I ain't never seen him. Very strange. <laughs> um, he works a short shift. It was confirmed also. <laughs> it was confirmed, by the way, that the Piper and George the Animal Steel Coliseum collection will be launching this fall. They're hoping to show us wave four which would be if i had to guess early 2024 at comic-con makes sense which feels like such a long lead time like fucking let me let me get piper and george seal for my birthday in july please that'd be great yeah um I, um also we talked about it last week but we did did take confirmation that the paper has knee pads uh blue knee pads and and would have the yep. blue trunks as well so they're basing the attire off of the like big LJN. Um, I also saw. I, I love shitting on wrestling figs. It's one of my favorite things. I've been doing it for like twenty two years now, almost. Yeah, that place um, sucks. It does. Um, but somebody's like, "Why doesn't he have the red lining to the shirt?" But the artwork does, because that's how it is with the original LJN too. Mm-hmm. I have the LJN Piper. It's on the shelf in my room. He doesn't have the the red outline on the sleeves or the collar, but the poster does. Um, It's like just trying to find any little thing to nitpick what I, maybe I'm biased because Piper is like a top three at worst on a lot of days, favorite of mine. But like, that's, that might be my favorite Mattel figure ever. It's it's so good. 
Oh, also, people are starting to get the Target exclusive Bret Hart Ultimate. It's significantly shorter than the old Ultimate Edition, mm-hmm. but I've seen them side by side. I, I know we've all dunked on how bad the Mattel Bret Hart heads are. That Tommy newer Wiseau. one, the one that debuted on like the SummerSlam 92 figure. Yeah. That one looks so much like him compared to all of, like, they finally got one <laughs> that's good. They finally figured Bret Hart. And seeing that side by side with the, yeah, seeing that side by side with the old one, it's like people have argued for years the original Ultimate Edition had great heads, and you see it next to one that actually like kind of sort of looks like Bret. And it's like, oh no, no, that those those heads suck. But I thought they sucked at the time too. I was just happy to get a fucking King of the Ring '94 Bret. Yeah, because w- it's also w- Bret from the. The famous match with one two three kid. What is it about Bret Hart's face that they just couldn't figure it out? I don't know, because for years the idea was like, well, we'll just do like the Undertaker hair hanging down in his face, and like, I remember Mattel Steve was like, well, it's hard to find high quality reference pictures, and I, I like quoted him, and I'm like, my brother, I'll go fucking screen cap some pictures of Bret Hart from the WWE Network in 1080p. He also has like, or he doesn't have hair in his face. He also or has the like glasses. Several can... promotional images from WWF and WCW. So, yeah, it's. I know you can't just come out and motherfuck your sculpting team, but maybe in that instance you should come out and motherfuck your sculpting team. Yeah. It was confirmed that Ultimate Edition 19 will be the first wave with three figures. I don't remember if we talked about this last week. It looked like Kurt Angle was in Ultimate Edition 20. He is, in fact, in Ultimate Edition 19 with Bianca Belair and Bobby Lashley. Kurt is based on No Way Out 2001. He has a soft good singlet, I believe. I couldn't quite make out exactly what Bill said, but I think it's basically he's going to have a soft goods version of the the No Way Out 01 attire that the figure basically comes with, which begs the question, why didn't you just sculpt a fucking singlet for him? Mm. I don't why like couldn't you just give him the singlets. Bret Hart torso so we didn't have Kurt Angle with the fucking Batista torso? Yeah. I don't know what shows Bobby Lashley and Bianca Belair are based on. I also... If I'm being completely honest, I don't care. I might buy the Lashley... Um, I, my big problem with doing the women's ultimates at this point, and I think I even said this last week, they're basically just elites with like an extra head. Like right. you don't even have like the, the women's elites have always had the diaphragm joint and double jointed elbows are commonplace across them now. And I think double joint knees are as well. So unless you had the butterfly joints, like what are you, what are you really getting for the extra $10? Maybe detailed soft goods entrance stuff for Bianca, I guess. But mm. I mean, if they don't do that, then goddamn, you're really just you're really just trying to jack people for thirty two dollars because they said they want more women's ultimates. Yeah, um, agreed. It was also confirmed that Ultimate Edition eighteen, which is Randy Savage from WrestleMania seven and Randy Orton from whatever time period that Orton is based on. Uh, that'll be the last ultimate wave of 2023. Uh, Randy does come with the raw tag title for anybody who wants one of those, I guess. I mean, if it was the classic raw tag title, I could see it. Uh, not so much the current, the current ones. Yeah. We, we should probably talk about the nitro stage. 
as well. Yeah. Um, it, it's dead. <laughs> when I checked earlier, it was sitting at two thousand and eight backers, and oh my! If two thousand and eight of us had four hundred dollars in two thousand one, WCW would still be here. Yeah. My math may or may not be right. It's it's I don't a, know. a shame with that. Um, I don't know if it's just that it's too expensive for people. I mean, it is for me for sure. Or if it's a com, do you think it's a lack of interest? Is is that does that is that? I don't think it's a lack of interest. No, because there's been a lot of people that were like, you know what? If the if they switched the figures around a little bit, I would be more inclined to back. And I've I've racked my brain on this. Warrior should have been the fucking early bird. And the five thousand should have got you either DDP or Steiner. And whichever one it didn't get you should have been the seven thousand. Ray should have been the nine. And Hulk should have been the eleven. Because hmm. at least if you if you set it up like that, we would have for sure gotten the stage. But another thing, Mattel is getting like Hasbro levels of greedy with stuff like this. Because one of the things everybody talked about was like, well, they could just do a ring conversion kit. No, 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 no. You have to buy the $150 Nitro ring with the exclusive Ultimate Edition Eric Bischoff. And that's fine. That's all well and good. But why didn't you just include the conversion kit with the stage? That ring's $150. Uh, the one with Kane was. Oh so my I'm God. assuming same price for the one with Bischoff. I wanted that Bischoff because I want an NWO Bischoff, but I ain't paying $150 for that in the ring. Um, speaking of, and they're doing all of this while they're like, oh, we're doing a Monday Night Wars line at Walmart. Well, congratulations, because the fucking stage isn't happening. So you're going to have a raw ring and a nitro ring that the, the accompanying stages are never getting made. And it was also confirmed by Robert Rudman from Mattel on Facebook, the major pod group, the attires that are being shown for the Nitro Arena will not be done if the crowdfund is not successful. So, mm. like, white singlet Scott Steiner, never going to happen. That version of DDP is an ultimate, which I don't really care because it's not Gene's DDP. Never going to happen. Ray from his first WCW Cruiserweight title one, never going to happen. Early Nitro Hogan, whoopty fucking do, never going to happen. It's close enough to the fucking Amazon. The only thing that makes me mad about that Hogan not being made is it was the first chance we had at getting the big gold without the WWE logo. Right. And I mean, they'll, they'll do, I mean, flares back on the fucking farm. They're going to do that belt. They have to. That's knowing my luck though. The first version of it's going to come with, with Hogan and it's going to have NWO on it. So the, the idea that they wouldn't win. even like do those figures in a different lane because it didn't, it's not going to reach its, it's uh funding seems so petty like they could they could easily do that if it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't happen it's so lame also uh to bring an update luger the build a figure from the monday night wars elite line it was confirmed he will have a soft good shirt oh good you need and to I'm sign gonna for assume just like thinking thinking about the wave as it breaks down that part like the shirt and the torso probably comes with hogan right because he's like or hall yeah. Um who knows? I don't know. Um but they did confirm the way it's going to work is two WWF, two WCW and then a build a figure which will alternate between the waves. So wave 1 is WCW, wave 2 will be WWF. 
It was also confirmed the ultimate editions for this launching in spring of 2024. Uh, Roddy Piper from WCW and the uh, Heart Foundation 97 era Brett the Hitman Hart. Piper was what I'm I asked super for. excited to see that Brett. Yeah, I, and also it's crazy. Within the next year, we're getting two ultimate edition Roddy Pipers. Yeah, I'm good to see. Thrilled by that development. Um, no, I was just I was just saying it's good to see these Piper figures coming out because it, it seemed like even the video games it, it's it's always like the 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 you know mid eighties or maybe early nineties Piper, and now it's good to see that they're getting into the WCW. Or you can even see it's like WWF ninety six Piper. You never, you never get that era of him, so I'm glad to see that's that's happening now. Yeah, those are those are very high priority for me. I wish the Ultimates could have themed packaging. I get that they want everything to be uniform, but I really would like to see like Piper should have the WCW logo on his packaging on like the corner of the box, and Brett should have the WWE logo. What do you think? Um, We'll get out of these like Monday Night Wars. It's like figure wise, what are you expecting? Do you think we'll see like a, a re-release of Wolfpack um, Savage? I don't know. Um, I think if Mattel have the opportunity to do a remake, I mean, look, the Steve Austin in Series One's a remake of the sought-after old-school defining moments Austin with the camo jacket from the beer truck. Right. So I, I mean, it's entirely possible they remake like the old Wolfpack. Uh, figures. I, I would. I, you know, I'll go as far to say I would expect a remake of like the Kevin Nash and the Savage in particular. Obviously, they won't remake Sting. No, I could see like Bulldog '97, Jim Nighthawk. It also needs to be noted really quick. Um, Mattel Steve said this does not have a finite end date. The line will good. go as long as it's successful. Yeah, that's good. Which means we might have. We might have found the Walmart equivalent of the Legends line in the sense that it's the long-term store-exclusive line. Yeah. But my big thing with this, you got to start signing some fucking people to fill this line out because it can't just be the big names. And it can't just be the big names and you cycle through like ring gear and street gear. Fuck that. Yeah. This is the line where we need like flat top WCW champion Booker T. Yeah, I mean, a lot of those figures in, in some form have been released. We did get, like, the... They did make a singles Booker T at one point, but I would like to see a re-release in, in different attire. I mean, also, like, when I think of Monday Night Wars, I think of, like, 97, 98, but, I mean, really, they could go all the way up to the start of 2001. So there's there's a, a bunch of different options there, really. This is the perfect line to give us Ultimate Edition 2000 World Champion Scott Steiner. Exactly, that, that was what I thought of. Um, I mean, you can go all the way up from like. I mean, you could tag team '96 Scott Steiner '95 all the way up to 2001. You could also do guys like Kurt Angle in this line. And, yeah. I mean, they they have Eddie Guerrero under a merch deal. You can do WCW Eddie and WWF Eddie. Absolutely, yeah. That that's one that they definitely should do. We, I know they released like a. And a, please, for the love of fuck, sign Perry Saturn to a merch deal. Yeah. Yeah, they they have to sign some new people. Um, I wonder what I wonder if they could sign Conan to like a figure deal, or if they even would. I mean, all they gotta do is go through Master Public. Yeah, 
I mean, he said he was talking with Triple H about doing something, and maybe he's just bullshitting. I mean, it is Conan, but I, I want a Wolfpack Conan. Did we talk about the Boss Fight Studios reveals last week? I don't yeah. remember. Yeah. Did did I did I lose my mind over Microman getting a figure? You did. Yeah. You said you were gonna put you bring back in your figure fed, and you're gonna put him over Bret Hart in like sixty seconds. Yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> um. um I'm just trying to think of like this this Monday Night Wars line. I mean, there's a lot of opportunity to do different things with this. I mean, they could really just hit up Master Public and get Psychosis and Hooventude. Uh, is there anything weird with that with with Psychosis with like Triple E? They released shirts at Hot Topic with him that were like promo pictures of him from Triple A in the mid '90s. Mm, I, you know, I just wanted because of like Psychosis Two and all that bullshit. Well, Psychosis 2, I don't think exists anymore, so fuck him. No, but like, I mean, the whole reason that they started that character, apparently, in AAA was because they felt like they owned the rights to the character, right? So they said, fuck you, we're going to... Yeah, they up. trademarked him. Yeah, so that that's my thing. But like, if you remember... Yeah. Psychosis changed his gear in WCW, though. He did, that's true. So maybe it's a thing where they can argue, like... It, it's it's like the reverse of the Jazzwares thing, right? Like mm. they don't want to try to make a WCW guy because it infringes on WWE IP. But in theory, couldn't WWE just go, yeah? But he fucking it was spelled like this, and he wore this in footage that we own. Therefore, can't we? Isn't this technically our IP? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I suppose they could do something like that. And it's WWE. They, they could definitely. I hate want to argue to. in favor of WWE winning any sort of like legal issue like that, but mm. it'll be it, interesting. I, I hate to be that guy, but yeah, the last like two weeks. My big thought was like, as much as I love what Sting's done in AEW, fuck, I wish he had a WWE merch deal. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I mean, it'd be the perfect time with the with Monday Night Wars right now. I mean, didn't the early like Crow Sting go unreleased? weren't weren't they planning on that at one point? There's like a Mattel. The, uh, yeah. So the Legends, the Legends Return line was gonna yeah. have like first appearance Crow Sting. So. If he was and on now, the w, WWE deal right now, and they're they're doing the Monday Night Wars, you could do so much different stuff with that. From surface thing to like thing that grew out of grew out his hair, and then early crew all the way up to two thousand one, you could do all sorts sting, of stuff. Like crow sting from like Nitro on the PlayStation. That's you like a what? big want of mine, actually. Like unironically, fuck it, Saint Jeff Farmer. And oh put a, god, yeah! And put a picture of Steve Borden on the box and be like, oh fuck, oops. Yeah, like they did with the DVD. Yeah. What if, they, if they've if they got I Muda? I hope that farmer got paid. If they've got Muda for a figure deal, we could get NWO Muda. Yeah. That would rule. Or we could get, like, Dark Carnival Muda. Oh, well. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, see, I'm I'm not going with the normal fantasy booking here. I'm going to be abnormal. Tank Abbott. And uh, yeah, Tank Abbott. Yeah, with I one regret of the, not getting his classic superstars figure with one of the um, green circles that the three count used to stand on. Doc, they've got Shane Helms. That's true. Yeah, but they don't have Evan Courageous. Well. <laughs> they got they got the one member of three count I actually liked, so 
I mean, th- there's so much stuff they could do. Like, people have said for years they wanted street gear versions, and I don't want them to do what Jax did, where it's like a bunch of street gear versions. No. But this is this is the line to fucking do any sort of street. You know what? Why did they just save the dumbass DX uh, invasion stuff for this line? Yeah, that would have made a lot more sense. Wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Because they had to have known this was coming, so why wouldn't you... Then again... Actually, no, you know what? That would have worked out perfectly for me, because you could have killed like two waves on the WWF side where I wouldn't have cared about anything they were making. I'm looking at some figures now. I think Because could... you would have, in theory... Yeah. Go on. No, I was just going to say, I think they could do a new six. Because I'm looking at six yeah, right now. Yeah, because they did... um. They did the one Walmart exclusive, right? Yeah, yeah. that thing shell formed at my Walmart, and I'm mad at myself that I didn't buy it. They could do NW Elizabeth. They could do... That's maybe a builder figure. Is she still under a deal? I have no idea, actually, now that I think about it. Um, they're doing a Virgil builder figure, right? Or is he just a separate one? Uh, Virgil's a... No, he's, he's a builder figure in that Rumble set, yeah. Let's do a Vincent NWO ver- uh, figure. Um, I don't want him as a Build-A-Figure, though. I want them to sacrifice a bigger star for the Build-A-Figure and just put Vincent, like, three to a case. Saint Scott Norton. Let, let's see, see if this shit really has legs. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. There's there's multiple Ray attacks. I mean, there's, there's so much potential. They haven't done the Spider-Man Ray, have they? No, but they can't. Why? Marvel. Uh, yeah, but it's, it... Mattel Steve's talked about it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, it... they did Flash Ray, because at the time they held the DC toy license. Uh, I didn't but think apparently... It was... it, and it's so weird, because fucking Jax did, like, Daredevil Ray. Yeah. It's weird how that stuff works. Yeah. I mean, I don't see why you couldn't do, like, Red Mask with blue tights. Yeah. Just I mean, not it's not the spider detail on the mask. It's but it's not exactly Spider Man either, which is another thing. It's I don't know. Yeah, it's not like his fucking. Well, the, they have a fucking poll for SmackDown debut Ray where he has like the red mask with like the black web. Yeah. So what the fuck? Yeah, and like I would say, like the Phantom attire is closer to the actual comic book character than a Spider Man attire was to Spider Man. They also know. like there's like a weird thing in the community now where people are bitching about getting too many Ray figures. But and Ray, Ray had a lot of Those people are dummies. It makes sense. Like, and I, also, like, prior to the Elite 100 Ray, how many WCW Rays did we actually get from Mattel? Like, two? Yeah, not a lot at all. I'd, I'd rather have multiple Rays than... I'm multiple, sorry, three. I, I'd rather have multiple Rays than, like, multiple Undertakers at this point. Agreed. And they're not stopping. 100% agreed. Like, because we got like Halloween Havoc 97 Ray, we got the basic Ray in yellow, and I think there was another WCW Ray that came with the cruiser, the WWE Cruiserweight belt. And then there was that big gap of time where we didn't get another WCW Ray until just recently with the Elite 100. Yeah. That's that's not a lot. And so there's plenty more to explore, too. So. You know what? There's here's a possibly unpopular one. Can we get filthy animals, Ray? That would be cool, but I don't see them ever doing that. Because I know Mattel Steve was asked about it recently, and he was like, "Yeah, if all parties involved wanted to do it, we nah, could do it." Nah, WWE so, wouldn't want to do that. They like to pretend that doesn't exist. 
I mean, also here's a fucking here's a quick question: Why has Billy Kidman been like on contract or under contract with them for like the better part of the last fifteen years, and the son of a bitch doesn't have a merch deal? I don't know. I actually got his uh, Jacks figure, his best of WCW, because they never made a Mattel one. But now would be the time. I never found that one, but I, I, I had the uh, the two pack with him and Paul London. Yeah. Um, because I still had a figure fed till I was like fifteen. Close to 16 was, like, when the Jack's quality started to, like, really drop off and, like, figures' arms would pop out, like, right out of the box. That was kind of when I just stopped buying figures for a few years. Mm-hmm. But, like, that Kidman figure, that Kidman figure ruled. I had so many stupid... Ma- that, that Kidman went, like, 35 minutes with Kenzo Suzuki. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, I got the... Kenzo uh... Suzuki beat him with that, like, sweet Iron Claw STO off the oh, middle rope through a table. I, forgot. I don't know why I remember Where is he these days? Where is Kenzo? Hopefully in hell where he belongs. Oh, that's not very nice. <laughs> I'm sorry? Mr. America, Kenzo Suzuki. Um, oh, have I ever... Have I, I don't think I've ever talked about this. I had a figure fed in, like, 05 where it was, like, ECW, right? Because it, that's the year to do it. Yeah. And I had the best of ECW Devon Dudley, and I don't know the way the the legs that figure came with were done was like there was the there was the jean short, and then like the lower part of the leg was like pegged in and glued in, right? Mm. I'm going to hell for this. Oh. Um, during one match, that leg broke off, and it turned into an angle where ECW champion Doug Basham ripped off Tevon Dudley's leg in the middle of a match. <laughs> yeah, um, it was great. Uh, Doug Basham was doing this deal where he was like above like the hardcore wrestling stuff, and like I don't need to cheat and use weapons or whatever. And then there would always be like a ref bump, and he'd put somebody through a table or whatever because he's a heel and he's a liar. Um, so one time he's defending against best of ECW Bubba Dudley and I, I did a title change. Um, Bubba Dudley went under the ring and got Devon's severed leg and cracked Doug Basham in the head with it to pin him. <laughs> Cause I couldn't get the fucking leg reattached or I was going to have Devon beat him. And then I think eventually, like, because I kept trying to, like, peg, like, get the peg to go back in. I think I just super glued the fucking leg back on that Devon and traded it to somebody on wrestling <laughs> things for something. I don't remember. But, yeah, Doug Basham, he, uh, he ripped off Devon Dudley's leg with a single crab. And much like how uh, Steen and Generico did the deal where, like, Generico ends the feud with the same chair that Steen hit him with to start it. Uh, Bubba Ray Dudley ended the feud with Doug Basham with the very same leg that Doug Basham ripped off Devon. What you should have done is you should have put someone else's leg on Devon, like I don't know Hogan or somebody, and had like a Metal Gear storyline where the leg to- takes over his body, like um, oh, like fucking liquid in and revolver ocelot. So then all of a sudden well, the Devon starts like, doing like I the leg drop. Well, I would have had to have found a figure that also had the like the jeans legs that Devon had because it wasn't like it disconnected at like the knee, so I could just take somebody else's lower leg. Like yeah. this was like literally two thirds of the leg. Like there, there was no way to to swap it. Unfortunately, I miss those best of ECW Dudleys. Those figures were cool. 
Yeah, they were all right. 14-year-old me also may or may not have had Bubba Ray Dudley cut the Heat Wave 99 promo on every show. You should you should add this to, to the Wikipedias as well. we'll talk about Devon's severed leg. People <laughs> be like, what the fuck? His severed leg from the feud with Doug Basham? When the fuck did this happen? And he started, he started passing around the collection, loved- wait for a new leg. I, I loved those best of ECW and WCW figures, and then they they stopped after just those waves because I guess they figured out like wait we're doing the classic superstars line we'll just integrate those there. Yeah, it makes sense. That was cool though, like the packaging I, and stuff. I, so the day, dude, the packaging was incredible, specifically the WCW version. I wasn't I wasn't real wild about the ECW one. It didn't really like evoke ECW the way the WCW packaging kind of. It kind of had that like WCW Pro vibe going for it. Yeah. When I remember of it, I got the flare the day I got Day of Wrecking too. I almost bought the Benoit, but like I was standing there and Kmart holding it, and I was like, I gotta do a torso swap because they molded the fucking T-shirt on him, mm-hmm. and I I put it I put it back, and then I went and got Day of Reckoning too. And the first match I played in that game was Batista versus Kenzo Suzuki. I have no idea why I remember that, but I do. Tom, you're a big Kenzo Suzuki fan. Okay, so like they made the two pack with him and Rene Dupree that was Kmart exclusive, right? Yeah. I had my mom go out of her way to drive me to the town next to ours, which had a Kmart. Didn't even call them to see if they had it. I just, I believed in Kmart and I was rewarded for my belief because when we got there, they had it. And, uh, I mean, I put that Kenzo figure over a lot of people. Um, Again, second rope iron claw STO through a table on Kidman to win my Fed's world title. So you must have been like pumped I mean, when Heroes Del Ring. Put him came over out. strong. Oh, guys, he in that game? He I is, have, yeah. I, I have no memory of like his, a lot of the roster of that game. His theme song is like a ripoff of uh, the song from uh, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift that he used when he left WWF. Oh, uh, yeah. The, Dr. Wagner Jr. has a ripoff of Bad Medicine. Yeah, the music in that game is actually. Like I'm sure we'll talk about it at some point, but like the music's one of the highlights of that game because like the the ripoff themes are so well done. Shout out to that game's roster too. It was great. Oh yeah. See what you want about that game, but I, I I'm glad it Gameplay. exists. Gameplay. I mean, what are the odds we ever get another like actual Lucha Libre wrestling? Absolutely. Game? The the fact that they they got that made with a team from Mexico and published by Konami. Kudos to them. Like that game shouldn't have existed, but they got it to work. I was super excited when that game was announced, and it was just announced as Triple uh, A El Video Game, essentially. Mm-hmm. But I like I poured over that trailer for like months until we got like an actual update. The commentary in that game is so bad. I don't remember the Bane commentary in that game, it's but the, so you're right, there terrible. is, isn't there? It's cool, yeah, there's man. English and uh, Spanish. Right. Oh, shit. Yeah, the Spanish isn't that bad. I'll say that. The Spanish is not that bad. I need to pop the, that um, again. I need to get a fucking PlayStation 3. So I got a sealed copy of that game on eBay for like 10 bucks. And one of these days we'll cover that game and I'll tell the story about the day that I got that game and immediately turn around and traded it back into GameStop because it pissed me off so much. But that is, in fact, a story for another day. Um, we've covered all the New Japan Pro Wrestling games. 
or the ones that were specifically New Japan branded or in the case of Wrestle Kingdom 1 and 2 developed by the company that owned New Japan Pro Wrestling. I think next we go with the All Japan games on Super Famicom and the one on Game Boy. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And the culmination of like all these different games will be like King of Coliseum 2, right? King of Coliseum 1 and 2. Yeah, I think... I think... I feel like when we laid this whole idea out, whenever we laid it out, was like the the trek through Japanese wrestling games will probably in earnest end with KOC one and two. But we've got we've got miles to go before we get to indeed the, the peak, as it were, of the of the summit. But up next, this is probably more suited for off recording. But we're not covering Fight Dupon, right? Because there's no translation for that, as far as I know. No, that would be hard to get through. Yeah, so we're just we're gonna be covering the actual in the ring wrestling games, which there are three of them on the Super Famicom and a fantastic Game Boy game that kind of sort of lays the groundwork for a WWF game that comes later, which is interesting. But having said that, we hope you've enjoyed this trek through. What the fuck games were we talking about? <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom One and Two. Yeah, wrestle. I I swore to the doctor on Thursday I was getting better with memory, and then I just fucking I just did that. <laughs> but uh, next time we'll be we'll be walking the king's road, as it were, and we will see you then.